Well, he's able to leap over tall buildings. He's able to sing higher than high. He's Trevor James, destined for fame. Hi, Trevor. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Rhett? Good. Trevor's, Trevor's calling in from New York City, Broadway. But he's going to be leaving Broadway to come to Vero Beach, Florida. He has the lead role in the Jersey Boys. Are you excited? Oh, I'm so excited. I've actually never been to Florida, if you can believe it. You have ne- oh, you've never been to Florida. Oh, well, never we, we, we got to spoil you. Uh, so if, you, if there comes a night where you're bored, or you think you're going to be bored, we'll take you out to the o- the famous Ocean Grill. I mean, like okay. Pat, Pat Sajak invited me to his table there one night. Tommy Lee Jones, uh, Emeril okay. Lagasse, all these people have been there. Uh, the guy from America's Most Wanted, uh, John Walsh. Mm. So they all go there. It's world famous, and it's it's very unique because it's made from driftwood. But anyway, uh, collected driftwood, very cool. It's the Ocean Grill. But uh, anyway, the Jersey Boys, phenomenal hit on Broadway, phenomenal hit movie directed by Clint Eastwood. And uh, I just, it's so exciting. You can't go to this show and not come out with a smile on your face, but it's all based on a true story, right? Yes, sir. So yeah, tell us about- I think that's what surprises people about the show. Yeah. You come in expecting all the music, the great music of the Four Seasons, and you get all that plus so much more that you never even knew existed in this world. They They came from a pretty seedy, yeah. uh, rough and tumble, blue collar world. And that's who they were writing music for. And, that, and coming out of that old neighborhood uh, in Jersey is, is, is a feat of its own. And I don't know how far and wide they had to look to find you, but it's you must have a rare talent because I did see you on Broadway and I saw the show also, the movie, as I said, and uh, amazing high notes. I mean, when did you, like Frankie Valley? it's like almost like an act of God. Where did he get that? You know, Sherry. And then the other guy who's the piano player to have <laughs> a phenomenal song. What's his name? Bob Gaudio. Yeah, and how did he, to have that talent to write uh-huh. those songs. Now, you're young, but, uh, but uh, you know, I'm 70. So I grew up when I was a teenager and stuff. I mean, I grew up. So when I hear this stuff, it just brings me back to happy days, you know? So, oh, yeah. So did you have, well, how you did know, they find you? I remember you? My, my grandmother used to play all this music in the car when we drove. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, so I've actually been immersed in, in the world of the Four Seasons and Frankie Valley music, uh, even more so than I ever thought. And then I showed up to, this will be my third time doing this show. Um, and I, but I remember the first time I did it showing up and just being shocked at how much of the music I actually already knew because it had been on in the background in the house or in the car. Um, and they, they wrote so many songs you don't even remember that, you know, it's phenomenal. Ragdoll, Sherry mm-hmm. across, you know, walk like a man. If I was a man in reality, you would still <laughs> be here loving me. Yep. Oh no. Can, now am I allowed to ask you to sing a little bit of Sherry? Oh, I don't know if I can do that on air right now. <laughs> yeah, because you, you have to come see that in the show. You that, see and the I got to tell you that moment in the show, yeah. um, when, when we finally get to that song, Sherry. Yeah. There's there's a section in the show called the Big Three where we do Sherry, Big Girls Don't Cry, and Walk Like a Man in a row. Uh, and that point of the show, the audience goes crazy. Nuts. Big yeah. girls, they don't yep. cry. Yeah. That's you know, I was just thinking about that ama- amazingly that. What are the chances of a guy with a voice like that and and that other guy, the writer, coming together? Mm-hmm. It's almost like an acting. It's like the Beatles were an act of God. I swear. So, yeah, uh, exactly. It, it, it is. It's it's like two artistic souls just destined to meet each other. 
Now, when did Trevor James, destined for worldwide fame, come to the knowledge that he had that ability to sing so high? You know, that's so funny. Um, when the show came out in the early 2000s, um, uh, it was immediately on my radar. Also because just type, aside from vocals, um, type-wise, the character of Frankie Valley, as as done as told in the show, uh, is very much in line with... Uh, my acting sensibilities um, and performance sensibilities. We have, we have a similar height. We have similar, uh, yeah, just an overall type. And so you're handsomer, then, yeah. you're handsomer than he is though. Cause I've seen him live, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I appreciate it. But then, uh, but then, yes, yeah, so you obviously need to have that, that voice as well. And so, you know, I think it was, it was a very natural progression of just humming some of the songs in my head and, and over the years kind of noticing, Oh, okay. That is a skill set that I actually, feel like I possess. And I, by no means, Frankie Valley has a voice kissed by God. We all know that. And yeah. any Frankie who's played it before will tell you that. And no one is trying to be or imitate Frankie Valley. It's no. all about just getting, paying homage to and, and getting at the heart of the music uh, and bringing yourself to it. And I think that's what Frankie would say himself as well. This is one show I can't wait to see. Because uh, I even asked if I could come to the rehearsal there because they have one one night where you get to come to the dress rehearsal, I guess it is. And it's really <laughs> fun because it's just, you know, it's a greater connection. And uh, I, I can't wait to see. Now, I want to know, Trevor, uh, Trevor, Trevor James, when did you first get the acting? But where are you from originally? I'm from Los Angeles. Originally. You are from L.A. So yes. you wanted to be in movies? Have you, have you been in movies? <laughs> You know, in elementary school, I uh, couldn't sit still in class, yeah. uh, and I had a teacher that brought that to my my mother's attention and my parents' attention, uh, and and then kind of suggested this after school program of doing uh, musical theater. And they, my parents, I did sports growing up. I was basketball, baseball, soccer, um, and my parents approached me and just asked if this was something I was interested in. Um, and I said, sure. And I tried it and I did Annie when I was seven years old. And the second I stepped on stage and got my first laugh, I remember I walked on stage. I played oh. Rooster in Annie with a bunch of little kids and oh. I got a laugh and I was pretty much hooked. That was it. You were smitten then, man. Yeah, there's yeah. something about being in front of a live audience when you can make them laugh. It's 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 the whole audience becomes your your lover. Right? Yes, exactly. I, and I, of course, uh, the love of of live theater when you know first of all things can go wrong every night is unique there's never there's never going to be that lady dressed in red sitting in that wheelchair there again or that person up there that has that funny cackle or whatever it is that gets everybody else cackling or it could be a dead audience right it's sure dead tonight i don't know why that happens like ebbs and flows you know but it's never the same for you right never the same it totally keeps you on your toes and this show in particular is a full-on freight train. The second it starts, Boom. there's if you haven't jumped on from the get-go as an actor on that stage, you get way left behind. You'll see the show is so fast and so well-paced and structured that it just kind of happens to you in this like marvelous experience. Um, and therefore, as an actor, before you step on stage in this show in particular, you have to really kind of just center yourself, be present, and the beauty of the show is you got it's the Jersey Boys. So I got three other guys up there with me, along with an awesome ensemble of featured actors um, that we're all kind of in the trenches together. It's one of those shows where we're all locked in. And if you're not, you could feel it. And then you got to get locked in quick. 
kind of cool to get paid for what you want to do anyway, right? Oh, my gosh. The biggest blessing ever. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about a blessing. Yeah. So do you hope to maybe uh, – are you ever going to try film or TV or anything or – yeah, yeah. Growing up, also being in LA, I did a, I did a lot of commercials and stuff as a kid. I had a, a talent agent as a kid, and I, I do. Uh, I've done some TV work as well. I've been on a couple of TV shows, and uh, uh, I recently was in a an independent feature film that's looking for distribution right now. Um, and yeah, so TV film world is also a world that I I would love to be a part of and be in, and I have really enjoyed being in. But there was just that big SAG strike, you know. Yeah. And now and now we're. So I've been very grateful for the theater work as now well. Now you're making a million dollars a night, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, only God. kidding, only kidding. <laughs> but I would like to ask you this. So when I was younger, I went to I started I started making films with my Super 8 when I was nine, till I was eighteen, and then I got I rent, met a famous director, Arthur Penn, and I went, Oh my God, he's so intelligent. I can't do this till at least I'm forty with life experience. So I kind of dropped away from it. But I could never figure out the financing. But your generation, first of all, changed it with Kickstart and then with GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. And the people, you know, they put in a buck each, 10 bucks each. Next thing you know, you got a half a million bucks, you make a film. So, but now with Netflix and these companies, they're pulling in a billion bucks and they're going, okay. And it seemed, they seem to be giving novice uh, directors and producers, you know, and, and documentaries now. Uh, just, it seems to be a lot of films being made more than ever. Absolutely. And it's funny, there's an actor uh, and filmmaker named Mark Duplass who does a keynote speech and basically tells young filmmakers with with this, I'm holding up my iPhone now with that in your hand, there's no excuse to not be out there making films and getting better because yeah. the camera qualities now that you have even at the at the palm of your hand Isn't are crazy. So great. I mean, you used to, have to pay you have to pay you used to have to pay twenty thousand dollars for a steady cam, And now on your iPhone, you got a steady cam. It's yeah, crazy. You can get like a whole rig for your cell phone. Yeah. You know, I used yeah. to, when I used to, when I started, I've been in radio 21 years, no, 29 years, 29 years. Wow. And uh, I would bring along a recorder. And then later on, I got a big microphone that had a chip in it, right? So that would cost me $1,800. I get it from Canada every year, year and a half when it would wear out or whatever. And yet now I buy this. It's a phone, <laughs> video player. I always wanted a video camera as a kid, got one, you know, later on. But but this this microphone is better than the microphone I used to pay eighteen hundred dollars for every year, and it comes include. This is a marvel. Yep, that's yeah, crazy. It's, it's really yeah. There, again, there's no excuse to not be making content or making or just practicing getting better at making films if that's your passion. You know, uh, I admire guys like you. You know, I think when you're sitting at home and you're young you kind of go, oh, anybody could do that. Yeah, well, try making a film and then watching how bad it is. And then you go, my word. <laughs> I mean, you have to close. Well, that's what they say. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I made a couple short films with friends being from L.A. and being in L.A. And we just wanted to get better. And I think it's uh, Scorsese that says, if you don't watch your first rough cut and you're not like sick to your stomach, you did something wrong because when you when you first put it all together, you should be horrified. And then you add it in there and you get in there and you and you find that okay, there's something here. But it's yeah, it's a very uh it's a very noble profession and uh and and it's a very tough art form, but it's so rewarding. Tell me who who do you admire? It could be someone dead, it could be someone alive, but name a couple of people you admire and think that they're really great at their craft, if you don't mind. Stephen Sondheim. Ah, even yeah. Sondheim, uh, is, songwriter. Uh, yeah, he's he's the best, uh, in my opinion, 
the best American musical theater composer to, and, and, and just composer in general, um, to have existed so far. Um, and oh, yeah, I, I've got to do my fair share of Stephen Sondheim shows and he, yeah. uh, yeah, there's just, there's something about it. That's just so perfect. It, it, but so perfectly imperfect, I think is what inspires me about. It. Uh, I remember I was in one play <laughs> in college, but I remember this. I remember the people. Like, first of all, I remember that the guy who played the dummy was the smartest <laughs> guy in the room because in order to Dude. play a dummy with credibility, you got to be incredibly <laughs> smart, right? Yeah, totally. And then you also get connected. It's like a family because mm-hmm. you spend all that oh. time together. Yeah, and, and, and again, circling back to Jersey Boys, there's no show that I've been in that is so familial uh, because you have to be in this show and you all, and you all have to just trust each other so much. And you're, and then you go through a whole tech week where you're all there for 12 hours a day mm-hmm. while they put together all the lights and everything. So you have no choice, but to become family and become close. And, uh, that, and that's, that's, what's the special part about doing theater, I think, as opposed to other performance, um, mediums that so, you can't really fake that. So the Jersey boys, uh, a big hit on Broadway, then a big hit movie directed by Clint Eastwood, and uh, you're coming to town. If you were to tell the audience, in case some, by the way, there were, even though you and I know about, you were brought up. You said your mother played uh, played Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. I just love them. It brings me right back to my childhood and my brother and all mm-hmm. kinds of good times. And uh, so, uh, anyway, this. Uh, I've kind of forgot what I was going to ask you about the Jersey. Oh, the, in case there's people out there that don't know, and they are out there, explain mm-hmm. to them why they should come and see this show at the Riverside Theater. It's pheno- going to be phenomenal, the Jersey Boys. Oh, my gosh. Uh, What's it about? To start, the, the music. Um, but it, it really is about these four gentlemen who grew up in – the slums of the old neighborhood of Jersey. There's a lot of, they call it the Sopranos, the musical, a lot of people, because it's actually a lot more intense than you'd think because they were heavily involved uh, in some, some mob ties. And it's that old Italian, passionate, romantic um, and heavy kind of story. Um, And the fact that it is all true. And, And, you know, there are, there are a few other bio musicals about real people that existed. I just recently did beautiful, the Carol King musical all about oh. Carol King and her, and her life. Um, but I think what makes this one special is that the, the people that we're telling the story about were not precious about their dirty laundry being aired in front of millions of people. Um, and I think because of that, it, that selflessness to just tell their honest story without, uh, without kind of trying to force a narrative or trying to protect their own image, you, it makes for a, such a moving and fun and, and inspiring evening for people along with a music catalog that you just can't be. Well, I can, you know, even I haven't heard you sing yet, but I know in order to have gotten this gig, you've got to be able to really hit those notes. But uh, even just looking at you, I can see why they would pick you. You look like the good looking kid next door, that makes it good. And that's what it is. It's four guys. They were in the neighborhood together. They've been causing mm-hmm. some trouble, but on the side, they're doing some singing. And it just yep. happens that Frankie Valley has this gift of God, as you said, his voice kissed by God. But also yeah. the other guy who wrote the, the lyrics and the songs. How does that happen that those two happen to be there at that space and time? And it's crazy that it happened in the way it happened was that there were there were three guys. There was Frankie Valley and then Tommy DeVito and Nick Massey were a trio 
And at the time, trios were starting to become old hat and people were into quads. They were into a, a full group. And so they were simply looking for a fourth. And the person that brought that Bob Gaudio to Frankie Valley and Tommy DeVito and Nick Massey was Joe Pesci. No. The real Joe Pesci. Yes. So there's a Joe Pesci character in the musical as well, who I played the first time I ever did the show. Um, and he is actually kind of responsible for this kismet, this fate of these two guys meeting and writing music that changed the generation. In real life. And who would, how did that happen that he became famous, you know? Yeah, exactly. And they're all just from that old neighborhood together. They came up together. And yeah, Joe Pesci on the side is, ends up being some phenomenal actor. Um, and it's just, it, it's, it's, so it's, it is, it's, it's a story that if you didn't know it was true, you wouldn't believe it. Yeah. Well, listen, we're all excited. Trevor James, he's from, he's in New York right now on Broadway. He lives in uh, Hollywood, California. He's coming in. This is the third time you're playing the lead role. The second time lead role, third time doing the show. Third yes. time doing the show, second time doing the lead role. And mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be the Jersey Boys at the Riverside Theater. Uh, do you know the dates off the top of your head? We open, I believe, January 2nd, and we run through January 28th. Wonderful. So get your tickets now. There's still some seats available. All and right. it is fun for the whole family. Everyone can take something from it. It's, oh, yeah. it, it really is truly a, a really special event. And even right. if you don't like musicals, you will like this. Especially if you don't like musicals. Yeah. You, this, this, this one, and the reason it was such a commercial success on Broadway for 15 years and one of the highest grossing shows of all time is because it is so accessible for for anyone, even even if you don't know or like musical theater, you'll have a great time. Hmm. Well, listen, I'm very excited. I was just thinking about it. I was thinking about the songwriter. He'll be getting residuals for all these shows, right? 15 years. Yep. But I wonder if Frankie Valley gets anything because he was. You know, this comes up in the show. Basically, Bob Gaudio and Frankie Valley early on made a pact with each other just on a handshake. That everything we write, everything we do, regardless of who it's with, no. we will split everything. 50, so even 50. when Frankie Valley sings and he's not there, he still gives him half. I wonder. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, at least in royalties. And yeah, they, that was a hand. It was all based on a handshake that they made. They say in the show, all based on a handshake from forty years ago. And that's the way it should be. That was Elvis and the uh, Colonel too. The there handshake. You go. Yeah, yeah, that's the way I was brought up. I hope we get back to that. Well, listen. Is there anything that I left out you'd like to say, Trevor James? Uh, no, I think we covered it all. I, I just hope people come because it, it will be a fantastic evening. Well, you seem like a wonderful young man. I wish you great success now and in the future. And so uh, throughout January, you can see the Jersey Boys. I do recommend you get your tickets ahead of time. It will be sold out. So I will say this. Break a leg, kiddo. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks God for having me. God bless you. All right. Thank you. Okay. Bye -bye. All right. Bye-bye.